Hey, everybody, it's Eric, and I'm back with another episode of Aren't You a Little Short for a Podcast? So this week, we have a question from Ryan. He emailed us and wrote, there's a subject matter that has yet to be fully explored in Star Wars, and I was wondering what your thoughts would be. The concept of becoming one with the Force has been a part of Star Wars lore ever since the original movie back in 1977. If you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Just what exactly does that mean in a big picture kind of way? The prequels barely touched on this. In fact, it was left up to the Clone Wars to take some deleted Qui-Gon scenes and give some meaning to it. Do you think this was a satisfying enough explanation of Force ghosting? Now that Luke has made the journey into the beyond, I think it would be fascinating to get some more insight into this phenomenon from his perspective. I think the chances of that are slim. Otherwise, the alternative is to perhaps explore this with the potential Kenobi standalone. We could delve deep into the training and the study of one preparing himself, even bring back Qui-Gon to spell things out for the audience who hasn't seen the Clone Wars. To sum it up, it's something that has always been a bit baffling to me and is in some serious need of fleshing out. Or is this just one of those things that should remain a mystery? All right, well, that's an excellent question. And I think this is a really interesting topic too. It's something that hasn't really been fully explored. Now, the last time we really fully explored something about the Force, uh, we got midichlorians. And in fact, I'm going to be fair here. People are really quick to gripe and complain about the midichlorians, but they didn't really explain anything. It was almost a throwaway line. It, it was a, a bacterium living inside your body that happens to be in tune with the Force. If the Force is in tune with every living thing, then, you know, what is it about living things that, that they all have in common? Well, they're all carbon-based. They, they're all made up of microorganisms, uh, bacterium, things like that. So, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. It's not that big a stretch. And I don't think that it really destroys the mystery of the Force at all. Now, if they'd really gone down that road and, and started really getting into the analysis of midichlorians and, and like getting into scientific explanations, then that'd be different. But they didn't really explain anything scientifically. The midichlorians are there, they're referenced, and then they move on. We, we don't get some big, long dissertation about it, and yet people are so, I mean, it's a meme now. So I, I think really the whole midichlorian thing, I get that it's a meme, and I get that it it's become something that represents a, a concept more than it does the literal appearance in the film. It, it represents the concept of taking the mystique away from something by over-explaining it, which is ironic because they didn't actually use midichlorians to over-explain. Anyway, I could get into that whole topic in a different episode. So, But, but that's an example of uh, people being a little bit sensitive to explaining the mystique about things. So with the Force, we have to be a little bit careful. Here's what we know so far about Force ghosts. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon died, and his body didn't fade away. He had a funeral, right? Uh, and then he appears later as a voice. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan faded away after being struck by a lightsaber by Vader. And he just, he faded away. He didn't. He, I mean, he died, but he didn't like die. There was no corpse. There was no body left behind. His physical body 
literally vanished. And in theory, somehow the biological energy of his body then was absorbed into the more metaphysical energy of the force. And no, I'm, I'm not trying to overly scientifically explain things. Don't jump, jump down my throat there. So that was Obi-Wan. He appeared as a ghost, not just as a voice. And he learned that technique from Qui-Gon after Qui-Gon was gone. Yoda. Yoda faded away after dying from natural causes. Again, no corpse. He appeared as a ghost. He too learned the technique from Qui-Gon. And then in The Last Jedi, Yoda is the first Force ghost who we've seen interact physically with the living world. Then we have Anakin. And this, this gets a little tricky with Anakin. Anakin died. His body was, was left behind. He died as a result of injuries he, he sustained in battle. Uh, he had a funeral. He was burned in a funeral pyre by Luke. And then he appears as a force ghost. We don't know how he learned this technique. Okay, now he appears as a force ghost as Anakin, not as Darth Vader. So that still kind of supports the idea that this is only a light side technique. But is it only a light side technique? Or is it that only members of the light side so far have been able to do it? Remember, correlation does not equate to causation. We've only happened to see a few people do it. Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Yoda. That's it. So three people does not, I don't know that that's necessarily enough to say that over generations and generations of, of force users, we can definitively say that only the light side users can use it and the dark side users can't. But, but I digress. And again, that's a whole nother argument, and I'm sure people are already frantically typing emails to me about that, but that, that's not the point here. So we have Luke. Luke faded away after what it apparently was overexerting himself in the Force. And we know that it was related to that from a line earlier in the movie from Kylo Ren, where he's talking to Ray about race projection, and he says, how are you doing this? This can't be you. The exertion would kill you. And then later we have Luke doing a, what was a, a massive uh, projection sort of, of event that was sustained for a very long time, very interactive, and that apparently used up what life he had left and he faded away. Now, we don't know whether he will return as a force ghost or not. I would say that it would be satisfying to see him come back. I believe that he will come back because I think that this, the concept of a force ghost is something that because we saw it in the original trilogy and we saw it in a way that impacted Luke. I think that now it's become something that we kind of expect out of our star Wars movies. It, it has become an aspect of the force that kind of defines how we look at the nature of the force, the ability for someone to continue uh, existing within their own identity after death. So I believe that we will see Luke come back as a force ghost. Now to continue real quick, we have seen two other force ghosts. Now, to be fair, these have been in legends. Jedi master Ku Ron 
from the Dark Forces game appeared to Kyle Katarn as a Force ghost. He apparently was mentored by Yoda. Yoda taught him this technique. And uh, the, quote, dark woman, Anya Kuro, who was Aura Singh's master, this is from the comic books, was in battle with Vader. Vader struck her down with a lightsaber, and then she appeared to him as a Force ghost. And then apparently he tried attacking the Force ghost after that, which, of course, doesn't do much. Uh, we don't know where she learned the technique, but those two examples were legends, so take it for what you will. Now, the questions that Ryan addresses here. Has the explanation so far been satisfying? I'm going to say sort of. I'm going to say sort of because I don't know that we need a, a lot of explanation to it, but what we've gotten so far has been a little bit confusing in the sense that we, again, do we have confirmation other than assumptions that only light side users can, can use force ghosts? Um, can they, or can they not physically interact with the real world? Well, they obviously can because we saw Yoda do it, but man, that seemed to really upset a lot of fans and, and heaven forbid. Uh, so if nothing else, that confused a lot of fans because then, okay, well, are they really ghosts or are they tangible? And if they're tangible, then can't you argue that they're kind of really more back from the dead than they are just a ghost? So it's satisfying in the sense that it served the stories well, and I think we've gotten enough. But we have seen some things that are not really explained and are a bit confusing. I don't know that they're contradictory per se, but I think that they're not necessarily consistent with what we've seen in the past, just like some of the force powers that we've seen recently. And uh, I think that people have been caught off guard by that. People weren't expecting it. And uh, because it doesn't match up with with how they had defined the force when they were watching the original trilogy, it doesn't sit well with them. But if you look at the original trilogy, look at the way the force is explained in A New Hope and look at the way it's handled. You've got some telekinesis. You've got a little bit of premonition in the sense that you can sense where to have your lightsaber to deflect blaster bolts and such. You know, but other than that, and, and telepathy, there's not really a whole lot there. But then in Return of the Jedi, you've got Force Lightning. Well, where did that come from? That wasn't in the original movie. Well, we just didn't happen to see it before because we didn't see the Emperor do anything in the first movie because he wasn't in the first movie. But then how is that any different from the sequel trilogy? We've never seen Yoda do anything as a Force ghost before. So how, how do we know that he wasn't able to then call down lightning or, you know, whack loop upside the head with this stick or something like it, it's we don't know that there's inherently a problem with the way it's portrayed because we can't presume that we knew everything about the force the first time around that that's kind of arrogant of us isn't it to presume that we had the totality of the definition of the force and what the force can and cannot do well now that we have more information our worldview has to change a little bit and that's how life goes. Should it remain a mystery? I think to a great extent, yes. I firmly believe that the, the more you over-explain something, the less interesting it becomes. But you do have to explain it enough that it doesn't become a distraction. 
And I think that right now it's right on the balance of being a distraction versus not being a distraction. And I think the distraction was more, again, it caught people off guard. It wasn't what they were expecting. Um, should it remain a mystery? I, I don't want to see a scientific explanation. I think that uh, the way they've been defining it so far is okay. Should we see it in a Kenobi film? Do we want to see the training involved? I'm going to say yes and no, respectively. I think that if we have a movie for Kenobi, given that Kenobi is mostly in a state of solitude, we're going to have to see him interacting with the people around him, as we did in the Kenobi novel. But I think that it would do a lot to the story of his character development if we saw him interacting with Yoda's Force Ghost a bit. So... I think that would make sense. Do we want to see the training involved in uh, the becoming of a force ghost or the learning of the technique? No, I, I don't think so. I think that that's, that's a bit too much. The, uh, the 80s action movies, especially things like Rocky and Karate Kid and things like that, they're notorious for having these training montages. In fact, uh, uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone from South Park, when they did their uh, Team America World Police movie, even parodied the fact that all these old action movies had training montages. And it's it's kind of a thing. The reason that they do that sort of thing in a montage is to show growth of a character in their their physical abilities that are required by training, but being able to condense it into a short period of time. You condense it into a short period of time because training is not all that interesting, unless it's a movie about training. And I don't really want to see a Jedi in learning how to then stay alive after death. Like it, it's, I don't think that that's going to make for a very compelling story. I think it might be interesting to see in a book because in a book, the, the approach to storytelling is a little bit different. Again, if you go by the amount of time it takes to narrate an audiobook, you've got 12 to 14 hours worth of story in a movie. You've got an hour and a half to two and a half. And it's just not going to work. So I don't think we want to see the training in, involved in elevating yourself in the force to the point where um, not only the, to the point where you can become a force ghost, but that when you die, you just physically fade. So. I that's my take on it. I don't know. I, I might not have worded all of that very eloquently. Again, I'm, I'm trying to do these episodes unscripted now instead of scripting them all out. I kind of feel like this one would have been a little better if I'd scripted it. But I, I think force ghosts are something that it's a little bit tricky of a subject. They are so closely intertwined with what we know about Star Wars, because really one of the, the unique aspects of Star Wars is the force. The Jedi, the Sith, uh, to an extent, lightsabers, yeah, that, that's something that's kind of unique to the Star Wars universe. But really, it's about these, almost uh, these monks and uh, the spiritual side of these heroes. And I think that that's something that a lot of other sci-fi series don't have. They don't portray their heroes in that way. They're, they're not members of a spiritual order. And the bad guys aren't, well, I, no, I, I shouldn't say that. There are a lot of bad guys who, who use more spiritual or supernatural means to rise into their villainy. So that part may be not as, as unique. But 
Force ghosts are so entwined with Star Wars lore that we have to be a little bit careful about them. I don't think that we want to see them overused. I don't think we want to get to the point where every Jedi is just, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm dead, but dude, I'm totally going to hang around for the next thousand years anyway, so <laughs> who cares? Like, there's a point at which it devalues the life of the Jedi if it's just an assumption that they're still going to be around forever. So I think that it's good to keep it only to the Jedi who have elevated themselves spiritually to that point. And I don't think that it really needs much scientific explanation. It needs explanation within the story and it needs explanation in such a way that is, it is consistent with the rules of this piece of fiction. It is consistent with the rules of its own universe. And so far I haven't seen anything that violates the rules of the force in this universe. I think we just didn't always know everything about the force. I think we're going to see things in the future that are even more different that we didn't know about the force. Who are we to say that we know everything about the force? We didn't from the original trilogy. Is it safe to say that we do now? I don't think so. It would not surprise me to see that either Snoke was a force projection or that he really is dead and he comes back as a force ghost as well. I'm not saying they will do it. I'm not saying they should do it. I'm saying it would not surprise me if they go that route. There's nothing written in stone that says it is only possible for light side users. We've just only seen it from light side users. Actually, if you look back through the movies, other than, I mean, Darth Maul was still alive and, and lived through the Clone Wars. Grievous was not a Sith Lord. So, of the bad guys that were force users that we've seen die in the films, we've got Count Dooku, Darth Vader, and Emperor Palpatine. Well, Darth Vader did end up being a force ghost. So now we're back to just the people who were Sith when they died, Dooku and Palpatine, two people. And we didn't happen to see their force ghosts. We weren't really following anybody that those force ghosts would have appeared to anyway. And I don't think Dooku was that strong in the force. So we really don't have a good sampling, a good selection to really build a pattern off of to tell one way or the other. So anyway, that's my take on the whole force ghost thing. I think that if they do a Kenobi movie, they should have Yoda appear. I think in episode nine, they should have Luke appear. I think that those would be, from a literary point of view, I think those would be good storytelling methods. And I don't really need to see much more, more explanation about the nature of Force Ghosts or, uh, or anything like that. I think, I mean, hey, we know, we, we, we see Luke appear in Episode Nine. we know he's going to be a Force Ghost. If we see Yoda again, when we saw Yoda in The Last Jedi, we knew he was a Force Ghost. We didn't really need a lot of explanation about it. We were caught off guard by what he did, but... You know, I don't think anybody's really itching to, to remove that mystery. I think everybody's pretty content with it. So that's it for this episode of Aren't You a Little Short for a Podcast. I want to thank Ryan for writing in. I think this is a really good topic. And I would like to hear from other people. If there are any other good topics out there that you want to discuss, you want to take a look at, any questions or, or any issues in the Star Wars universe that you want to dive into a little bit and, and talk about, let me know. Send your feedback to a little short at randomchatter.com. Be sure to check out Echo Base, our full-length discussion show. Most of you probably already are, but if you found this podcast through other means and have not checked out 
any of the other shows over at the Random Chatter Network at randomchatter.com, I encourage you to do so. This week on Echo Base, in fact, this is, uh, I'm recording this January 30th, 2018. We had a great, great episode. We had a special guest on who was able to provide a professional uh, perspective, a professional viewpoint on a couple of the more controversial topics from The Last Jedi. And uh, he was a great host. Can't wait to get him back on again. But definitely check out this week's episode of Echo Base. And that's it. Until next time, take care.